As I drove home from Whole Foods on Thursday, smoke obscured Taylor and Sonoma Mountains. The morning sky was dark from the nearby firestorm. So many storms already touch our hearts. A history of devastating fires, a virulent pandemic that separates us from loved ones. Our growing awareness of systemic racism, economic inequality, gun violence, and the unmistakable signs of climate change. These things flood and roil the rivers in which we try to swim. Then I went to walk as I do every morning. I turned a corner to see a familiar family of wild turkeys on someone's lawn. I screamed with joy, turkeys! It was a sign of normalcy when everything else is so weird, awry and troubling. I took a photo. I wanted to savor the moment. I wanted to post it on Facebook. Look, this part of the world is doing okay. The deer have hidden themselves in the forest. Ashes falling from the sky and my bags are packed but turkeys still roam our garden. I remember the woman who brought out my curbside pickup at Whole Foods that morning. She was so kind. Today we will have electricity so I can write my sermon and run the fan above my head. Amazing grace. You know, each generation has had its own storms. The prophet Isaiah spoke to Jewish exiles in Babylon captives of a king who plundered their cities and temple. Jewish persecution persisted, and less than 100 years ago, the Holocaust killed nearly two-thirds of European Jews. Early apostles like Paul, Peter, Thomas, and other early church communities they founded were forced to worship in catacombs. Hmm. Looks like Gail had an equipment problem. Let's wait a moment and see if she's able to get back on. I see Gail coming back into the meeting. We should have her back with us in just a second. Can you hear me? We sure can. Welcome back. <laughs> I had things stacked up so that I could see. It's the best of Zoom worship right here. I was talking about, I was talking about, I was talking about the, um, the Jewish people and the early Christians in their catacombs. Perhaps your grandparents or other relatives in the, in the great generation fought for democracy and freedom and equality in World War II. No people on earth can take normalcy for granted. And for many people, normalcy means living paycheck to paycheck or with a chronic medical condition or being a caregiver for a loved one. 
The good news is we live by faith in God who loves us unconditionally, mercifully, and forever. We live by faith in God who became human in Jesus to reveal how to be and become our best selves in the midst of the storms in which we live. We live by faith in God, who by the spirit heals, consoles and strengthens us to be the part of the body of the Christ that we were created to be. To be the person who can carry on the hard won struggle for wisdom and truth of past generations and to bring healing and justice and hope to our communities and the next generation behind us. It's all about our faith. Last week, the gospel honored the Canaanite woman's faith. Today, it is Peter's. Faith is the rock on which our lives depend, which enables to, us to be whoever God is calling us to be at this time. The word rock is used both in Isaiah and the gospel today. The prophet reminds the exiles to look to the rock from which you were hewn to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham and Sarah. Look to Jesus, the disciples in generations past whom God has blessed. So you are here today and have the faith you do. The rock is the gift of faith to Peter. Faith is not about believing words like the Nicene Creed. It's not about having a come to Jesus moment once in our lives and being safe forever. It's not about professing we have all the answers to life's questions and nobody else does. If there's just one thing the scriptures teach us today, it's that faith is a journey into new life with Jesus and the communion of saints past and present. It's about what we do with our faith, how we do it, why we do it, and who we are as ones who faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is like a verb, not a noun. We faith whenever we abandon worship of things or achievements or people and trust God, God who is there for us in the storms of life. Faith is a living gift, the rock within us that heals and restores and strengthens us to be the body of Christ in the world. Before today's gospel, Jesus has walked dusty miles with the disciples. They journeyed together as he healed and taught and fed God's people, and they would see him withdraw to pray. Among them, Jesus was forming the praying church, the ecclesia, that would draw life from their living faith in him and become his living body in the world. Today, he stops and asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? They answer, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he says to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven. Faith like Peter's and ours is a gift, a grace that he will grow into, that he will live into 
as he follows Jesus to the crucifixion, to the church's witness to the risen Christ, to the ascension, and to the place where their souls will be touched by the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. After a life of witnessing to Jesus Christ all over the Mediterranean, faith will take Peter to his own crucifixion, far from the land where he was born. Now, Peter is not a perfect human being. He is not always a rock or rock-like. Just soon after today's lesson, he will deny the crucifixion and Jesus will say, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you are setting your mind on human things, not on divine things. Peter will disappoint Jesus in the courtyard by denying him three times. Peter is like us. We don't always faith in Jesus Christ. Like us, Peter will grow into his identity as a rock, a faith-filled follower of Jesus. Jesus says to Peter, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. Today, Jesus names Peter, gives him a name. Just as God named Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, John the Baptist, and Jesus. It takes a lifetime to become the one we are named. And for Peter to become Peter after Jesus names him. It's like learning to play the violin. It takes practice. And when I don't play for a while, even more practice to get it back. To do faith takes not just the grace that God gives us of trusting God's benevolence and mercy and love. It also takes using it, practicing it, exercising it. It may even mean faking it till we make it. It means asking forgiveness when we fall short, forgiving ourselves and picking up the practice of our faith once again. Times like these will try anyone's souls. I have PTSD from earlier life experiences. My brain doesn't work sometimes as I would hope it would. I can think myself into a dark corner. I can imagine the worst. I can be haunted by failures I had, by disappointments that I wasn't my best self. Faith is something I have to practice, to work at, to commit to when I get rusty. This is such a time for many of us. We are physically isolated from family and friends. We can't exercise the way our bodies need to. We're working in strange places or ways or not working or working under threatening conditions. Our emotions can be a roller coaster and each of us has our own trials, our own rivers to swim. But Jesus needs us to be the church now more than ever, to be strong as we, the people of God, make our way against the flood of unsettled waters, using every gift we've been given. Prophetic witness about racism and economic equality or other barriers to God's kingdom. Ministry to the hungry and others who need us. Teaching the next generation about our faith exhorting others to get out and vote or do some other good deed for the good of the nation, giving to support nonprofits like food pantries, journalism or the arts, diligent leadership of whatever responsibility we have and compassionate love for our neighbors. 
Paul got it right. But to be strong enough to do faith in these way ways, we need to exercise our faith muscles in new and strange ways, like Zoom worship, or reading prophetic books about racism or other forms of injustice, the environment, studying sacred texts or other books, beginning a practice of meditation, listening to favorite music, drawing or painting, writing poetry or writing in a journal. When I was writing this sermon, I played a record of Mendelssohn's Scottish Symphony on a turntable that we just resurrected after 20 years in our garage and how it comforted and inspired me. Once in my calisthenics class at the Y, after 25 push-ups and 80 crunches, I asked our instructor, why doesn't it get any easier? He said, staying fit is like swimming upstream. You have to swim hard just to stay in place. I think our faith journey is like that. Turn to Jesus, study scriptures, and pray with all your being, always and often, not just to stay in the same place, but to grow stronger into the name, into the person that you are here to be. My brothers and sisters, the good news is that God blesses us with the gift of faith. Just as we are blessed with lungs to breathe, hearts to restore our bodies and minds to think, we may have eyes to see and ears to hear. We heard last week that Jesus being human was confronted by a Canaanite woman and grew into a new awareness of his mission of love. We hear today about Peter's gift of faith, a sign of his and our divinity, as well as our humanity. And by faith, Peter grew into a new awareness of why he was on this earth and what he was called to do, his own mission of love. The gift of faith and our human bodies are ours to tend and sustain so that like Peter and the disciples, we may become who God needs and blesses in this Kairos time of profound need and abundant opportunity. May it be so for you and for me. Amen.